Hello and welcome to The Yarn, a podcast for the Australian wool industry. I'm here with Jeff Linden, the Program Manager for Genetics, and we're here to talk about something that's really quite interesting. Jeff, can you tell me a little bit more about the publication you have just published on wool.com? Yeah, so as a result of the 2016 um, breach fly strike R&D update, when there was a considerable feedback from those who attended that uh, there was a, a need for case studies um, with growers who had moved to a cease mules in Reno business. Um, and that was a, a gap that was identified. So following on uh, from that um, seminar, I undertook a process of asking for non-mulesing merino businesses who were interested to be interviewed and then started a, a process of ensuring that those businesses were well represented across states and across sheep types and across environments. And then through a process of phone interviews, um, but then I also did a considerable number of uh, on-property interviews, um, so, so at length, then commenced the whole process of interviewing those growers. And so the results of that have now gone up on the website. So it's about a 16-page publication, and I've really tended to focus it on it. It's really wool growers talking to wool growers. So there's a there's a hundred odd quotes in the publication, and it's wool growers expressing all of the the processes um, and the issues that they've encountered in moving to a non-mulesed enterprise. Yeah, it's a a great conversation starter because it's a a genuine accounts of how different people have dealt with planning and moving into a non-mulesed enterprise and and it tells it straight sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't and there's a lot of different considerations to consider before doing it what have you found through talking to these wool growers well the overwhelming issue is um, sheep type and the environment vary so markedly across australia that no one solution fits all and in fact there's many different types of solution. So what might even work with one neighbour doesn't work with another neighbour. So it's plan, plan and plan. Appreciate um, the significance or the the attributes of your property and, and what you do, are going to need to, to go non-mulesed. Some people have been able to go non-mulesed reasonably easily and reasonably quickly. Others went non-mulesed too early and have actually gone back to mulesing and are now transitioned back to non-mulesing again. But it, it, is, it is so varied, the sheep types are so varied, the environment is so varied, so overwhelmingly that is the message that, that growers are saying to other growers is you really do need to sit down and plan for your own, own business um, and spend plenty of years planning, particularly in the more difficult sites and then then start to to make the transition from there. Fantastic. And of course, first and foremost, it's an animal welfare practice. And so moving to a non-mulesed is just one of many different things you can do at the moment. It's a management practice that will, in the long term, help your um, merino sheep flock. There's a lot of talk about consumers wanting non-mulesed wool, but of course, 
some flocks are not ready for non-mulesing and there's a lot of different options still out there to continue mulesing and um, but to mitigate the pain by pain relief and um, other management practices. Yeah so this report about these businesses that have moved to non-mulesing is, is really just but one part of the whole breach fly strike R&D strategy. Um, so we, we have the breeding and selection, we have the alternatives to mulesing strategies, we have sort of improving existing practices, um, both in technique and with, with pain relief, and then we have the extension both in the domestic market in, within Australia and then also overseas. So there's a, there's a whole range of, of factors that we're working on. One, one of them is how do we improve our control of the fly and obviously that's very topical for both non-mulesers and um, those who, who do mules. And we, we currently have quite good chemicals on the market, um, but we're also looking down the track to say, okay, what, what happens if resistance does increase? Um, how are we then going to manage it? So we're looking at some really high-tech stuff, looking at the fly genome, looking to see if we can... There are options maybe about vaccines, so we can, in essence, control the larvae that way. But, but it, it really is quite a broad and encompassing program that we have going. Yeah, well, thanks so much for talking to me, Jeff. It's a great publication to start a conversation and it's a really innovative approach and I think wool grower to wool grower, it's a great way to talk about these different issues that come up for animal welfare. listening to The Yarn, a podcast for the Australian wool industry. We've been speaking with Jeff Linden, who's just recently published a document on wool.com about 40 wool growers who have moved to a non-mulesed enterprise. If you have feedback for us, please email theyarn at wool.com, follow us on Twitter at Wool Innovation or follow us on Instagram at Beyond the Bale. Of course, please hit subscribe to the podcast to keep up to date with all things wool. I'm Ella Edwards and we look forward to our yarn next time. Mm -hmm.